You are listening to a message from Victory. We hope it inspires you to honor God and make disciples in your community. Today we'll look at only three verses in Psalms chapter 1. And we'll look at verse 1 to verse 3. Now, verse 1, it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of the sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. Now, this is a very long verse, but I want us to look first at the word blessed. What does it mean to be blessed? When a Christian says, I'm blessed, or you're blessed, what that means is that we live a blessed life means a life that is fully satisfied. A life that is complete in Christ. It's a life wherein uh, it would be good to have some of the things of the world, but just in case it doesn't happen, it's okay. I'm blessed. I'm fully satisfied. I'm filled to overflowing. I actually don't need those. Now if God gives it to me, I'm thankful to the Lord. I'm grateful to the Lord. But if not, I'm actually blessed. There's contentment. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the path of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or seat in the seat of scoffers. The Bible says that we are called to be blessed. The blessed life. Nothing else is needed. I have exceeding and I have abundant joy and contentment because I'm already blessed. This is who we are. Blessed. This is a picture of what every Christian should be, that we're blessed. We come to church because we're blessed. We give because we're blessed. We move in generosity because we're blessed. We love helping the poor because we're blessed. We don't pursue and run after the things of the world, trying to work to death because we understand I'm already blessed. I don't have everything in the world. I would want an iPhone X, but without it, I'm blessed. I would want the certain financial goals and I'm believing God for this year. I'm walking in faith and believing in faith. It will happen, but just in case it doesn't, well, I'm blessed. I'm not tempted by the ways of the world. Blessed. This is what Christ wants for us, what God wants for us, to be, to live a blessed life. You see, when David wrote this, he says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of scoffers, he was trying to show us there's a stark difference between a man who's blessed and a man who's not blessed. Or to put it bluntly, a cursed man and a blessed man. And he says, blessed is the man who does not follow the ways of the world, who doesn't stand and get tempted or sit with them and enjoy the pleasures of the world because of the world because really in his heart he could actually say i have everything that i need i'm fully satisfied as christians we are in the world but not of the world what that means is we don't run after the things of the world because i understand i'm already blessed now we look at verse 1 it doesn't show us how to be blessed it gives us action steps of what a blessed man would do he won't walk in the counsel of the wicked He won't listen to the advice of the world or of the wicked world. He doesn't stand in the way of sinners and look at it and say, you know, I actually want to tempt myself and let me stand here or try a bit of what the world is offering. In his heart, he's blessed. It's like fasting. Tomorrow when we fast, 
what will happen? Early in the morning, you wake up, your family is eating breakfast and you're fasting. Fasting, simplified version of fasting, the Dennis version of fasting is, instead of eating, I'm spending time with God. I'm reading the Word, I'm praying, I'm doing something else that would make my relationship with God grow rather than eating. So tomorrow, I know, uh, as my kids would eat their breakfast, I'll be there with them with my Bible, and I'll look at the longanisa, and the pork chop, and the shawmai, and the cereal, and the sugar-free yogurt, and I'll say, nah, I'm okay. I'm filled. I'm satisfied. Now, that's physical. What Psalms, the book of Psalms was saying is, not just physically, but in our entirety, I'm blessed. I look at the things of the world and what the world is offering. Oh, I want that, but nah, it's okay if I don't have it. I'm fully satisfied. I'm not saying... I come to a point where I don't have a phone, I don't have TV, I don't have a car because I'm a holy man. It's not that, but in my standing and in my disposition of life, I'm blessed. Whether that happens or not, it's okay. I have it or not, there's contentment in Christ. I'm filled with Christ. Everything I need is in Christ. I'm blessed. So this is the kind of life that God wants us to have. The blessed life. Satisfied, fulfilled not walking in the ways of the world, not pursuing the things of the world. And many fall into the temptation of following the ways of the world, trying to follow the advice of the world, and they end up miserable. Trying to pursue happiness that the world gives, but it will never satisfy. Why? Because the world is not, in a way, blessed. In the midst of prosperity, there will be a lot of problems. In the midst of poverty, there will be problems. But only a person who understands his blessed can be content in life. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. There will be a difference. People would look at you and say, there's something different about this guy. I don't know. I cannot pinpoint. I just know there's something different. He's a blessed man. He doesn't have three cars. I have eight. He has one. But there's something different about him. He's blessed. I have hundreds of millions, he has a hundred thousand, but something's different about this guy. Right? They look and they say, I can't seem to pinpoint what's that, but there's something about him. Maybe his disposition in life, but he's a blessed man. He's very happy. So much joy in him. In the world, but not of the world. We're given a choice. Blessed can either be blessed or not be blessed. If you look at Psalms 1, those who obey the word of the Lord, they're blessed. Those who don't obey the word of God, they're not blessed. That's the difference. And Christians can fall, even though we're Christians, we can fall into the path of not obeying the word of God. And what should have been a blessed life is not a blessed life because we follow the ways of the world. We try to copy the world. Romans do not conform to the patterns of this world. Or else there won't be any blessing. Choice. We're given a choice. In this room, God has given us a free gift called choice. You have a choice to make. You want a blessed marriage? That's your choice. You want a blessed love life? You want a blessed uh, uh, financial life? You have a choice. How's your disposition? Can you truly say, I'm blessed? That I don't follow the, 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 the ways of the world. And I don't stand in the way of sinners. 
or sit in the seat of mockers. But I follow the ways of God. Choice. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. Look at Proverbs 4, 14-15. Enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not into the way of evil men. Avoid it. Pass not by it. Turn from it. And pass away. Warnings from the Scripture telling us, you might be tempted. You might want that precious. Run away from it. Why? Because you're content. Your joy is in Christ. You're a blessed man. You're a blessed woman. You actually don't need that. Run away. Pass away from it. You have a choice this morning that would alter 2018 for you. Would I choose a blessed life that is rooted in the Word of God where the Word gives me life and the Word changes my mindset so that I make the right decisions? Or do I still continue to follow the ways of the world? Then in verse 2 it says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. If you look at verse 1, you'll look at it blessed. Now everybody, when you read verse 1, Oh, I want to be the blessed man. So I will not walk in the way of sinners or counsel of the wicked or stand or sit. You know, But that's very hard if you don't go to verse 2 because the verse 2 is the heart of what makes you blessed. How can you not walk in the way of the wicked? The Bible says in verse 2, But His delight is in the law of the Lord. I'm blessed not because I do not walk in the counsel of the wicked. I'm blessed because my delight is in the law of the Lord. And because my delight is in the law of the Lord, I do not now walk in the way of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of scoffers. Because my delight is in God, is in His Word. What does it mean when we say delight? Delight means to desire the Word to desire the law of the Lord, to desire the Scripture, that this book will change me. This will change my life. The decision I made when I was in grade 3 was to read my Bible from cover to cover every year because of the preaching of Bishop Ferdy when we were still young. And he will look at this book and he says, this book changed my life. So when I was in grade 3, I said, this book will change my life bought my first one-year Bible and started reading the Scripture since grade 3. I did not understand everything. Maybe only 20-30%. But I finished my Bible. Same thing happened in grade 4 and grade 5 and grade 6. High school, college, single, married, one kid, two kids, three kids, four kids, pause. I've been reading the Word since that time. His delight is in the law of the Lord. changes you. You just don't, you know, it's not overnight. But as you continue to let the Word of God consume you, it changes you. The delight, His delight is in the law of the Lord. Delight means desire to want something that it matters to you and in the Greek word, it also says purpose. But His purpose is in the law of the Lord. The direction of my life is based on the Word of God. My purpose is in the law of the Lord. 
This will direct me. This will be my guide. This will be my flashlight. It's going to guide me. When I make decisions, it's going to be based here. Now, I hope you understand when we say this will be my guide and every decision will be based on the Word of God. It doesn't mean if you're single and, and, and uh, an, a guy named Tonyo tries to court you and say, Okay, see Tonyo, okay, my verse ba about Tonyo here. What is God saying about Tonyo? You were an anointed guardian cherub. Yan, yan, si Tonyo yan. Alright? No, no, no. I hope you understand. It takes not just a day of reading the Word to be guided by the Word. Don't do that, you know, I'll open and I'll see what will happen. Lord, what do you want me to do? Lord, I'm sad. What's gonna happen? John 11.35, Jesus wept. I'll just cry. That's what the Bible said. No. Let this guide you. Get the very heart and study the Scripture. Years of studying and it needs to start when? Now! So that it guides you as you grow in the Lord. Don't do this occasionally, once a week. You guys know, right? You want to be healthy, you can't go to the gym once a week. I know. I tried it, okay? Many times. Once a week. It doesn't work. There's got to be a diet plan. There's got to be an exercise plan for it to work. It's the same way with my walk with Jesus. It can't be once a week of studying the Word. It's got to be a daily habit. It's going to be a delight. When duty and delight becomes the same, when I say it is my Christian duty... It is my privilege to read the Word of God. His delight is in the law of the Lord. You see, the law of the Lord has been lambasted many times by a lot of preachers in Christian books. And they labeled the law of the Lord as the enemy of grace. We're no longer under the law, but we're under grace. So the law, you know, if you follow the law, you know, and so many Christians have walked away from the faith because of these kinds of teachings. The law of the Lord is not negative. It's actually positive. David delighted in the law of the Lord. Now, the law will not give you life. It will guide you. It is the Spirit that gives life. But the Spirit gave us the law to guide us, make decisions. This is to direct me. And the law, I delight in it. I delight in the Scripture because once I follow it, the blessings of God do come. And David says, I delight. My purpose is in the law of the Lord. And on His law, I meditate day and night. You see, as Christians, we're required in a way to read the Word. It's a privilege to read the Word. You cannot grow in your Christianity if you don't read the Word of God. There's no way. If you're here today and you're saying, you know, I I read the Word occasionally. I'm telling you, you're, you're... the best place you'll be would be nominal as a Christian. Okay? Just one good presentation outside, whether it's New Age or cultic, you'll fall for it. Why? You're not rooted in the Word of God. You're easily swayed. Okay? You're wishy-washy okay? because you don't know the Word. But if you're delight, this is my purpose. I wake up every morning and I want to seek the Lord because it is my delight. But his delight is in, in the law of the Lord. And he says, and on this law, he meditates day and night. What does it mean to meditate? To meditate is to slowly chew. It's not just to study. Study is good. But there's something about meditation. 
when somebody meditates, he doesn't say, I'm studying. No, he's meditating. He's consuming it. He's living it out. He's waiting on something that would transform him, not just for head knowledge, but for life transformation. And on this law, I meditate day and night. The blessed man meditates day and night on the Word, slowly, not rushing, no schedule. That's meditating. It's trying to, you know, to gnaw on the Word. It's like a dog. I shared this last year. When you give him a bone, it would take weeks. He plays with the bone. He meditates on the bone. That's the, that's the Greek word that was used for meditate. A dog playing with a bone. He's chewing on it. And he slowly, with a camera, you start to see the relationships that are being built because you're slow. You're not rushing. It's not 45 minutes lunch. No. It can be two hours. We had tea for two hours okay, with a small teacup. Finish in five minutes. Talk for two hours. Slow. You meditate. Because there was no agenda, it was so easy to build deeper in the relationship. We have so many pictures of tickling, of playing around, uh, caught on camera because it was slow. For somebody who knows how to slow down and meditate on the relationship, it's actually far more rewarding for us. Psalms 119, verse 14 to 16, In the way of your testimonies, I delight as much as in all riches. In your word, I delight. Again, the word delight, it's like, it's like hitting a jackpot. It's like getting the combination to become a millionaire. When I am in your word, I meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Why? I'm slow. I'm reading. I'm chewing on it. It's changing me. These three verses, I now pray. These three verses, now I sing. These three verses, I now share. Let me give you an example. For the past uh, three months, I've been going through the book of Mark. Really slow. Mark is one of the most action-packed books in the Bible, in the New Testament. It's fast. It's a man's book. right? They went there. They did this. They did that. It's so fast. I said, I know it's written fast, but I'll chew on it. And I started reading on it. For three months, I'm only in Mark 7. This morning, I finished Mark 7, 24 to 30. Six verses. But I'm telling you, those six verses changed me today. It's powerful. And then, as I read those six verses, I get a study Bible. I sit down. I chew on it. I smell it. Tomorrow, I'll read it again, 24 to 30. I blogged about it so that my retention rate goes up. I don't care if you read it or not. Denisy.com. Okay. I don't care. It's actually for me. It's for me to, when I type it, I write my reflection, it sticks here, it's etched here. Every time I go to Mark 7, 26 to 30, it will now be different for me. Why? 
I did not do a fast reading of Mark 7. I chewed on it, smelled it. It's like an art of reading. You, know, you, you get to see every facet of those six verses. I know some people say, Pastor, how many verses did you read today for your quiet time? Six. <clears throat> Are you a pastor? <laughs> I read 60 a day. You know? It's not how long, it's how even six verses can transform you, and change you, fill you up, and transform you. It's meditating on the Word. I'll give you the example of this morning. Now, I'll share it to you. The retention goes higher. Okay. Jesus was walking. He's tired from ministering to the Israelites. Went to the region of Tyre and Sidon, which is a Gentile community, not a Jewish community. Right. Now, Jesus was famous at the time, and this Greek woman saw Jesus, maybe through YouTube. I know this guy. Right. Went to Jesus and said, Jesus, my daughter is demon-possessed. I want you to come and heal her. Now, Jesus said one of the most interesting remarks in the Bible. He looks at the woman and tells the woman, you know, the children eat at the table, but the dogs, they eat the crumbs. Now, fast reading. What would that mean to you? I'm offensive, my Lord. Why would Jesus say the woman is like a dog? Wow. Maybe if you read it fast, you'll say, I don't want to be a Christian anymore. If this is the Jesus of the Scripture, I'm not reading. I'm not following this guy. Why? You did not meditate. You did not study. You did not chew. You fast read. So you don't understand. What does that mean? Why dog? Why use the word dog? Now you study it. You look at the words. You start to see it's not an insulting answer. What Jesus was saying at the time was, I'm tired. My ministry is to the Israelites, but there will come a time when I resurrect, the gospel will be preached to the whole nation. You're a Gentile. My time has not yet come to minister to the Gentiles. Just like eating dinner. It's the kids who eat first and then their pets. The word dog in English there in its original text is actually puppy, your pet. What Jesus was saying is, I came here on earth to first reveal myself to the Israelites not yet to the Gentiles. And now you're asking me to do a miracle in Gentile territory. So this was not insulting. But the woman's answer was this. The woman says, but even the dogs eat the crumbs. What's the meaning? Again, you ask the question as you study. What that meant was, the woman was saying, Lord, it is not my right to even ask that you cast out that demon out of my daughter or heal or heal her. It's not my right. I'm not entitled to it. But I'm not asking you in the basis of my right or entitlement or my goodness. In fact, I have no right. I'm asking because I want my portion now. I'm asking you based on your goodness, not on my goodness. When Jesus heard that even the dogs eat the crumbs, Jesus said, go home. And when the woman went home, the demon has left her daughter. You know, you look, six verses. Starting today, my prayer will change because of those six verses. When I pray, it's not because, Lord, I'm a pastor. Lord, look how many people I've discipled. Look how much I sacrifice. Sometimes you pray like that, Lord. Lord, I'm a Christian. Lord, I give my tithe. How come the business is not? 
Oh, my prayers change. Lord, I'm not coming in the basis of my goodness that I did this for you. That's why you need to answer my prayer. I'm coming, Lord, in faith this 2018 in my prayer and fasting, writing down my faith goals, not on the basis because I'm entitled or I'm so good and I'm a servant, but in the basis of your goodness that I could ask of God. Just like that Greek woman who had no right, but you heard, you listened, and you answered. See? Fast reading cannot do that. Meditating would. With a good study Bible, I recommend ESV study Bible for the beginners. And there's a lot of online credible resources. The same way there's a lot of online not credible resources. So be very careful also what resources you use. But if you meditate, you start to appreciate six verses that will change your prayer life. Maybe you're here today. You've lived a sinful life. You've only come to God because January 1, you made the resolution. Lord, magbabago na talaga ako, Lord. 2017 was such a messy year for you because of all the sins you've committed. And just like that Greek woman, you had no right to even come and pray and fast according to the world. But you're not going to come to pray and fast on the basis of your goodness. You're going to pray and fast on the basis of God's goodness and kindness. That's why you can join us. The same way I can join tomorrow. It's not on the basis of my service to God. It's a basis on, of His righteousness. Powerful. What consumes you? What you meditate consumes you. What you read, what you watch, what you listen to, what's on your playlist, that's what's going to affect your decisions because that consumes you. You're heartbroken, what do you listen to? Taylor Swift. It feeds you. you med- so you cry and cry and cry, right? Because it feeds you. Meditating on that white horse or whatever. And you're saying, yeah, I could relate, I could relate, I could relate. And so you're, you get emo because of what consumes you. Your business is not doing good. And you've been reading all the bad news. And it consumes you and you feed on the worry. That's what you're meditating on. You want to commit adultery and I ask you, what are you watching? And you tell me the TV series that you're meditating on. Every day, hours of the movie, of sexual materials. You're lustful, for sure, you consume on porn. What you meditate comes out. What you eat comes out. What defiles a man is what's in his heart. It comes out. Does he look oily? You know what he ate. It comes out. It's the same way in the spirit. What consumes you? Imagine your daughters who can't memorize our kids' church memory verse but would watch a play and go home and put it on their Spotify playlist and in two days they could reenact the whole play and sing every song by memory. What consumes you? What are you meditating on? Very important question. Maybe 2017 was like that for you because of what consumed you. What were you meditating on? Are you reading the Word of God? Not just reading, are you meditating on it? Are you slow, chewing on it? Or it's a once a week thing for you. You will never grow in your walk with Jesus. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. 
there's an oral part of meditating where I speak it and I memorize it and I meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it as it consumes me, it comes out and I, it's seen in my action. And that's why people can say he's a blessed man because as he meditates, he carefully obeys everything that's written in the Word of God. Then he will be prosperous and successful. Now verse 3, He's like a tree planted by streams of water that yield its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The Bible says that a man who delights in the law of the Lord and he meditates on it day and night is like a tree planted by streams of living water. It doesn't matter if there's a storm, if there's an earthquake or a shaking, like a tree planted by streams of living water. The roots are deep, watered every day by not stale water, but living water, which is the Word of God. This is like, you know, in whatever circumstances that you, you're in, Mark 6, one of my quiet times also, Jesus was in the boat. The storm came. The feet of the disciples were inside that boat and Jesus was sleeping in the boat. They were actually grounded in the presence of Jesus. But they did not look at Jesus. They looked at the storm and they panicked. Instead of calmness, there was chaos. That's not what we want for you. The Bible is available for us. It's actually just around you. It's actually downloadable. But many, why do many Christians still panic in the midst of the presence of the Word? Because they don't read the Word. They don't meditate on the Word. Like a tree planted by streams of living water, which yields its fruit in its season, whose leaf does not wither. There's calmness in whatever seasons you'll go through. This is the kind of life we want you to have. What's the solution? Healthy Christians. How to be healthy? First step, read the Word. There's more. We want you to be empowered by the Spirit of God. We want you to make disciples. Those are the things we'll be tackling this year. But we start first with the Word. Without the Word, everything falls. It's going to be a shaky foundation if you don't read the Word of God. In all that He does, the Bible says, now, parenthesis, that is now directed in the Word, He prospers. Decisions you'll make. Some of you will make major decisions this year. Getting married, starting a business, expanding a business, starting a new career. Major decisions. Leaving the Philippines, going somewhere else. Shift of direction. In all that you do, but now directed in the Word, He prospers. Now, you be the one to define that in your own life. What are those things that is not yet directed by the Word that you know this year it needs to be directed by the Word of God. Some of you might make hard decisions because of this. But I want you to imagine the picture of you'd be like a tree planted by streams of living water. In all that you do that is now directed in the Word, by the Word of God, you prosper. Let me end with this. Choice. Everybody in this room, choice. John chapter 5, verse 39. You study the scriptures thoroughly because you think in them 
you possess eternal life. And it is these same scriptures that testify about Jesus, about me. But you're not willing to come to me so that you may have life. Your choice, 2018, we're starting a new year. It's a choice of building deeper with the Lord by studying and meditating on the Word this year. As a community, we're all going through it. Imagine thousands of people going through our purple book. Thousands of people knowing now how to study, meditate, chew on the Word. Because the next few weeks, we'll be going through practical steps on how we're going to study the Word. My prayer for everyone is that you choose life. You can either choose to remain the same or choose that this year will be different. This year, it's going to be life in every area of my life because I'm going to be directed by the Word. Your choice. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts.